1: welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined once again this week by my co-hosts Joe Chung and Mark Osterman, and we have a great show for you. We're still shut in here, but we're going to talk about the new podcast that I'm launching, how we're earning points from home, our most memorable dining experience, and even though they're forcing me to, we're going to do Would You Rather with only two options. Guys, we
2: really need three or four options with Would You Rather. I don't know why you say with only, like that's not the way the game is played. I just... I don't know why is this the hill you choose to die on. <laughs> I don't know why it is.
1: But before we get into the show, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can find all of the links. We really appreciate subscribing to the show, leaving us great reviews if you like the show. It helps us reach more people. Let's get into it guys. How's your week been?
3: Well, I I I kind of want to start it off with uh I don't think every I don't think it was on the podcast, but Joe had to like drop out for five ten minutes or whatever because his uh two-year-old was just kind of roaming the house by themselves and his wife was supposed to take a, take uh them upstairs but did uh she end up falling asleep or what
2: was the story on that yeah so i mean the story is the two-year-old sleeps upstairs i sit my office is by the stairwell that goes like upstairs it's not even like a real room like it doesn't have a door that closes and so so you're basically like in a closet then <laughs> no, it's a it's a regular sized room, but it's like a it's like a transition room. Okay, almost. okay. Yeah, it's it's tough to explain because the the second floor, quote unquote, is the attic, which is finished anyway. No one needs to know what my real estate is like unless it's in Animal Crossing. So I hear this like slow thumping coming down the stairs, and I was like. That can't be her. And it just like was slowly but surely like coming down the stairs and then I see these two little feet like round in the corner and then she comes out and she's like hey I'm awake um this is all while we were recording and I was like <laughs> so I was like on mute for like five minutes I was like where's mom? You know she's supposed to be with you watching you and so I had to like put her in front of the TV and get her a snack and all this stuff. So my wife was supposed to be putting her to nap, but I guess my wife fell asleep and the kid did not and the kid just escaped. So quarantine life, what can I say?
3: <laughs> That's why they have baby baby gates, man, baby gates. So how's the school been going, Joe?
1: You uh, still doing a lot of Zoom calls? and
2: uh, It's been going pretty well. I mean, we're on spring break right now, technically, and uh, both my district and the district that my kid goes to decided not to have school this week, which has actually um, been a bit of a relief because it, it's just... There's just, like, so many things that you have to worry about. I'm sure people who have been doing Zoom calls for uh, work, you know, are dealing with the same kinds of issues. But, you know, you can't control what the kids are doing. You know, the really smart kids have, like, put screenshots of their face as their Zoom background so they look like they're listening. Like, you know. I love (laughs) it. I'm I'm not really They're all the kids. They put Uh, it on
3: loop. They put it on loop. Like loop, no, loop
2: is loop is the really smart kids cuz if you know how to put a video on loop then that's that's like extra next level stuff the Ocean right there. 11 stuff right there. Yeah, which but it's like, you know, I don't I don't want to tell them the truth that I'm not really taking attendance and that I don't really care. But, you know, that's how it is. So, but it's maybe it's, they listen to this podcast, popular, yeah.
1: Like, they're listening right now, Joe.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. So, but it's been good not having to worry about it honestly. Uh, and so, you know, we're just hanging out with the kids you know, trying to get outside. Uh, I did have a funny story. I don't know if it's funny, but I had a story. I want to know if anyone can relate. Okay, so Mark, you talked about how you like process your groceries and you like, you know, you let them sit for a few days or whatever, and maybe even you clean them after. So we had this like Costco Instacart order that we sent to my in-laws house and we picked them up and processed them there. And we were supposed to have this huge box of Cheez-Its and now we can't find it. It's been like a couple weeks and I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. We swear that we saw it during processing but now we can't find it so i don't know if you guys have like lost groceries during this time but that's what's happened to us yeah it was definitely not a funny story (laughs) i just said it was a story i said it was a story
1: so what are you doing mark that's so uh, funny you got your whole off you got your office all decorated now too i saw
3: Well, yeah, I put up, uh, I pulled out old uh, sports pennants because I used to collect them as a kid. My dad would take me to, you know, all the different sporting events. He would get company tickets. And then our thing was, anytime we saw a new sports team, we would buy a pennant. So... I wanted to set up something in the background because I'm going to be doing a weekly video with Bethany on her YouTube channel. It was just a blank wall. So I wanted to put something up there to add a little bit of texture to it. And I was able to find some old pennants of like teams that are no longer around, like, you know, the Washington Bullets and uh, Seattle Supersonics and uh, cool stuff like that, like old, like the old Tampa Bay Bucks logo with the. Bright, bright orange and stuff. So I put those up in uh, the background. So hopefully you'll see those this week when we record. But it was pretty cool, and you know, brought back some memories. And I'm gonna hang some up in my son's above my son's bed because I have a whole bunch left over that I didn't use. So kind of fun. And then hopefully start something like that with uh, my kids once uh, we're able to go into you know sporting events or when sports are played again. I guess 2021 20, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, take the guess. That's that seems to be a everybody's favorite pastime now is just guessing when things will reopen, and then fighting with each other about who's wrong. I've noticed that like everywhere on social media, somebody will like, "Well, it's going to reopen. This will reopen in the summer," and then say, "Oh, you're wrong. Next year." And this seems to be what we all get to do is fight with each other about who's right and who's wrong.
2: Yeah, things said... haven't changed. People fight. It's
3: just about different yeah. stuff now.
2: <laughs> well, I think I said this. Uh, I think I said this in our uh, Patreon section of. The observation deck but i have noticed that people are even more kind of jumpy and short with each other during this time so just an encouragement to remain patient we're all kind of going through the same crap here so no need to fight over stupid stuff unless well, they, it's uh, me and mark of course
3: they want to take it out on random people on the internet instead of their family so
2: that's where they i guess, they it yeah, I guess it, it's probably I smarter guess, to do that yeah i that's guess true. that's noble question <laughs> mark <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's not let's not get too serious because uh, I know that uh, some families are having it really hard. So exactly, yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it, this is this is tough for everybody, and uh,
2: I just feel like mentally, like I don't
1: feel like I'm having it as bad as some people. Like you say, this is a serious situation for many people, but I just feel like mentally, I wasn't prepared for this. Even though I'm I'm you know home quite often, I work from home. Definitely been some challenges I hadn't anticipated, but every week seems to be like a new experience and a new feeling and like sometimes i'm hopeful sometimes i'm feeling sorry for myself but overall i think all three of us kind of come out of it understanding that we're pretty blessed when it comes to this yeah i mean it's the new normal here so i don't know let's let's just get into the show you guys i don't think we i don't think we have any exciting fun stories to tell uh, about that uh, well, i still
2: recommend people buy animal crossing yes to pass oh, the time if I've you can get a switch if you can get a switch that's yeah, yeah, true million. Uh, we'll get to that later yeah yeah. yeah yeah if you can get yeah if you can get a switch you're making we'll get money. to that later but i've been gardening <laughs> i've gardened more in animal crossing in the last two weeks than i have in my entire life in real life so just moving plants around it's very cool well, if you have a playstation 4 you can also get that final fantasy 7 remake if you're uh, my age and you got that nostalgia factor I never yeah, got like, into Final Fantasy. I mean, only, I,
3: only only, like top-level nerds got into Final Fantasy. <laughs> no, nah, you're, wrong. you're
1: <laughs> wrong. The only role-playing game I ever really, really liked was... Uh, Zelda! Uh, Star Wars uh, Knights of the Old Republic, KOTOR. It's a good old game. School. That's old good school, game. too, yeah.
2: That's Xbox One action. Yeah, it was very good. And yeah, my, Not on Xbox One, that's the
1: new... stupid. Yeah, the, the Xbox, original. The original, yeah. Original, yeah. All right, but before we get into the uh, rest of the show, I did want to to stop and uh, make an introduction for something I, I, I think I've been teasing for weeks and weeks and weeks now. Our company, our media company here is launching a new podcast called the Disney Hacks Podcast. As people out there know, we have another website, Disney Hacks, and uh, we've moved a lot of the blog content for Disney onto Miles to Memories, so we cover a lot of Disney on the blog, but we are launching a podcast uh, called Disney Hacks that will be housed at DisneyHacks.com, and I've... Uh, Recruited uh, somebody I've known for 15 years, somebody who's deeply entrenched kind of in the fandom of the theme park community. His name is Greg Condon, and he runs an uh, amusement park site called Park Journey, and Joe is producing the show and editing it, so he's going to uh, be involved. Just I was left out in the cold. You're going to be on the Disney Springs episode, so don't worry about it. We got you. I got yes. you penciled in for episode
2: 752. You're not going to have him on the episode where the the Disney haters episode. You can have him and Ian on together. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, be good. just bash it the whole time. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a whole ton of fun. But
1: uh, yeah, it's a crazy time to be launching a podcast about Disney when all the parks are closed. But uh, as people know out there, I have extensive experience travel hacking with Disney around the world. Been to every resort all around the world at least three times, of course, Disney World, Disneyland, more times than I can count. So ready and excited to share my perspective on the travel hacking, but also to have somebody who really understands the theme park culture and the Disney culture uh, going back way back with Greg. And uh, we've already recorded two episodes. The first one is going to come out on Thursday and you can find all the links at disneyhacks.com to subscribe. Just click the podcast on the menu and uh, you can subscribe everywhere that you can find podcasts. So I'm excited about it. And uh, thanks again, Joe, for producing it. And it's going to be fun.
2: Yeah, I finished cutting the first episode. Good to hear. I enjoyed it. Um, I will say, you know, Sean, I, I wasn't aware that you've been to all the Disney parks uh, many times. Mark, did you know that? I, n- I never heard him talk about that before. <laughs>
3: I mean, haven't... it's almost like as rare as hearing about fire pits, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> it's just, just news to me. Or, or but...
3: Mark uh, <laughs> making fun of anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Well hey, we should remote, do a McDonald's remote, McDonald's episode, like breaking you know, down all the good stuff to do in just, Orlando. You know
1: what's the truth, Joe, and, and I'm gonna get in trouble for saying is there's so many fakers out there. And uh That's true. There's so much That's bad true. information out there. So I like to say it because I do have the track record of, of doing this for a long time. But you're, you're absolutely right. I won't mention it again. And uh, no, I'm just I'm just nah.
2: busting I'm just busting I'm your own. I'm taking
1: him up on that. I'm taking him up on it. Uh, I didn't say privately. I wouldn't mention it again. I just (laughs) been on the podcast. (laughs) uh, But if you want to hear about all that, uh, Disneyhacks.com for everything there. And now let's talk miles and points, guys. And I think we had a request uh, last week for how we are earning points from home and any new opportunities we've seen kind of come up uh, because of this uh, pandemic and kind of this unique situation we're all in. And so we thought, you know, we would talk about that. I know that I posted this in the, in the Facebook group. And the number one response was (laughs) everybody's spending their money on groceries now because groceries are so expensive. And, and I agree, I seem to be spending like way more money on groceries than I ever have. Is that the same with you guys?
3: Yeah, I'm still, I mean, my grocery bill is definitely up, but I think I'm still like spending less money because we're not doing anything. We're not eating out. You know, you go out to a restaurant with a family of four, 70 bucks later, that's still like one week of groceries. It's just you normally wouldn't have bought that, those groceries. Plus, I find myself stocking up more than normal. Usually we were like just-in-time type of groceries where we would, you know, go every two, three days and and pick up what we needed instead of buying one big load. So I think that kind of mentally plays with it differently, that it seems like we're spending more, but maybe we're not spending that much more. As far as stuff I'm I've been doing for points, I got two new cards. The uh, IHG 140 k offer and the U.S. Bank $500 business card bonus. What my plan was for those is I have a tax bill I have to pay, so I'm going to do that with one of them. And then I'm going to use plastic to pay off a car loan with the other one. I tried to use the U.S. Bank to pay off the car loan, but it wouldn't allow me to do it for whatever reason. It was negated against even though it's a MasterCard negated against paying off debt. So I used the IHG MasterCard for that, and that worked fine. So I should be able to hit the bonus just by paying down a car loan. So those are the two things that I've been focusing on.
2: What about you, Joe? I want to go back to groceries for a second, and then I'll talk about uh, what I've been earning. Question, Sean, or anyone even in the chat. So we've definitely been spending a lot more on groceries, but I agree with you, Mark. We're spending way less overall, just because we're not going out as a family. I'm not going out myself. Sean, do you know, like... Because we're using grocery delivery, will Instacart and stuff like that count as grocery on credit cards? Or, you know, I haven't looked into that yet. I don't know if anyone has. Um, So I'm curious, like, in terms of whether there's a bonus there, bonus spending, that is.
3: Walmart Grocery for sure does. It codes as grocery with American Express, even though like Walmart doesn't or Walmart.com, but the Walmart Grocery app or going through that does code as a bonus. But that's the only thing I've used so far. So I don't know about Instacart.
2: Shira S. says that it does count on Amex, so thank you from the chat. What What's your experience, Sean? I haven't uh, – I've only done
1: the, the two orders, and I haven't gone in and looked them up because it was just less than a week ago, so I'll have to go do that. And I think that's a good uh, idea for an article that we should probably cover on the site, how the the delivery services – maybe we can – crowdsource that but i don't know i am seeing uh some mixed just in a quick search some mixed stuff but yeah that's something to keep in mind you know which cards are do you guys generally use for groceries we know chase freedom right now in the second quarter on up to 1500 and spend you get five percent back so that's a good card to be using right now which other cards are you guys just been using for your groceries just to kind of
3: i always use surpass for groceries until i hit the 15k each year so that's the one i've been working on i'm like halfway through that So that's the big one. And then, you know, Amex Gold's a big one if you have that card. Everyday Preferred as well. But uh, once I get off the Surpass, I'll probably switch over to Amex Gold once we downgrade uh, my wife's Platinum
2: to it. Yeah, I'm similar. Amex Gold first. uh, And then also I will do grocery spending on my Barclays JetBlue card to spend the 50k for Mosaic. Mosaic, Mosaic, which I use a lot in Boston. In terms of how I'm earning miles and points right now, I alluded to it at the beginning, but... I have been reselling things. I've totally like dropped out of buyer's clubs and stuff like that, but I have been reselling things to like friends. So I have friends who will resell things um, and so I'll buy them. So, you know, what's been hot has obviously been Nintendo Switches. So whenever they go on sale, I'll try to grab some. Sometimes I'll get them. Sometimes I won't. You really have like, actually, one trick is when they go on sale, like say at Amazon, they will go in and out of stock for like 30 minutes or so. So if you keep trying for those 30 minutes, you might be able to get one. So, you know, they'll come in, um, I'll ship them out. Um, My friend will pay me back for that, but I haven't been working with any of Buyer's Clubs or things like that because I just Don't trust what's going on right now they're probably understaffed They're probably are under a lot of pressure um, And I don't want to worry about that So if you can grab a Nintendo Switch even if You don't have a friend who resells I'm pretty sure If you went to like Facebook Marketplace Or wherever uh, even eBay You should be able to sell that for Yeah I think uh, they're a like four,
3: 450 on eBay Right now is what they're selling for and they're selling like In minutes
2: Yeah so um, I mean Nintendo Switches are super hot right now I yeah. think the whole supply chain is messed up because of uh, COVID-19, so... Nintendo never had a great supply chain anyway.
1: They've always had... Yeah. They've been well-known for their shortages over the... And they actually seem to have fixed that the last couple of years,
2: and then this happened, so... It was pretty easy to find, but um, now it's, like, yeah. impossible. The other thing I have uh, resorted to is my age-old manufactured spending technique, which is to call my dad and ask him if he has any bills that he needs me to pay. Oh, That's, that's a good one. I should do that with my dad because he's got a lot of bills, ladies and gentlemen. It's a decent play. Um, and so I'm working on a spending bonus right now. So yeah, I called him up. I was like, hey, you got any bills? Like you got your, your mortgage coming up, uh, insurance payments, blah, blah, blah. So um, he's always good for it. And he's uh, always happy to do that.
3: Yeah, somebody made a good comment. You know, uh, if you are grocery shopping and you can like crowdsource it for people that can't go out like if you know some elderly people that don't want to go out to the stores or whatever you can uh go take one trip and load up for multiple people and have them pay you back you know paypal you or whatever so that's a good idea for spending our friend bethany over at bougie miles i know she said that uh stuff that she had listed on ebay like a year ago is like going off the shelves now so i think people are one they're bored and two they don't want to go to the store so they're buying stuff online wherever they can find it so Even stuff that didn't sell before or, you know, they have lying around the house, list it because it's selling at a higher rate than it ever has before. Like random stuff that you never expect to sell is going. So that is a good uh, option for making extra money as well as, uh, you know, accruing points if you're buying this stuff.
2: Yeah. How's your reselling going,
1: Sean? Uh, I've actually uh, just been going through the warehouse the last uh, week or so. The toy prices are really spiking right now as supply is really starting to run out. (laughs) And I don't feel like uh, a lot of these toys are getting restocked. So it's going to be interesting to see not only the, the toy market kind of over the summer, but going into the holidays, because most of these uh, big retailers make their toy orders early, earlier in the year, around February, around the time that they have the big toy fair. And that was kind of as uh, COVID-19 was kind of really coming on strong. And then, of course, all the supply chain issues with China. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But right now I'm seeing, especially Legos, Like the prices are spiking like crazy. So, you know, if you're one of those people that likes to buy Lego sets at 50% off, you know, to save them and and stuff like that. I mean, I've just gone in and pulled some sets that I've had for a couple of years. I mean, and we're talking, they've, you know, they've doubled in the last month or so. Sets that are selling for three or four times MSRP,
3: stuff like that. So, So maybe I should keep that uh, New York City set I ordered for my son with a 20% off Discover offer. And just hold it for a couple months and see if the price goes Yeah, up. I mean, Lego, LEGOs are generally a pretty good investment. I will buy any LEGO set
1: at 50% off. It's generally harder to get more than 50% off because there's so many, not just resellers, but also LEGO collectors. But yeah, I mean, uh, now's a good time for Legos, but I'm also seeing Barbies, all kinds of other toys spike. So pretty much, you know, kids are getting bored. Parents are buying their stuff. So yeah, look, look at what you have around and then just look for opportunities in this community. There are lots of people who resell. So see if they need you to buy for them. Um, that's a good way to generate spend right now and start small. Like we've always talked about, you don't have to, you know, do a ton of stuff all at once, but there's definitely opportunity there as much as we're all kind of stuck here at home. Everybody's, uh, going a little nuts and there it seems to be people are spending money uh, on, especially on Amazon. Yeah. Uh,
3: another thing is like, look for off the wall stuff or even people running like promotions because of the pandemic and stuff. Western Union was allowing you to send, send payments without a fee, even with using credit cards uh, a couple, like last month, I think it was. So, you know, different things like that, that I know Joe was doing and, and other people were doing as well that in the past was never an option, but was an option for a short period of time just because they were trying to help out, you know, people during the, the pandemic and stuff, so waiving fees. So look for those type of opportunities when you can find them.
1: Yeah, and just continue to earn in the flexible programs would be my suggestion. You know, meet your minimum spends on new cards and then earn in the flexible programs because as we see, companies are still struggling and the future of some companies is certainly unknown as we've seen some airlines go under this year, so or just in the last week. Uh so yeah, definitely do that, but yeah, I, I do you guys feel like people like people who are really tuned in in the Miles and Points game are struggling to earn points or do you feel like most people have found ways to to do it or they're just sitting
2: on their their fat stack of points cuz everything got canceled and and went back in their account. That's what I'm doing. Like I just, you know, I'm working on some stuff, but I just don't have a huge desire to earn like a ton of Miles and Points right now because Everything got cancelled for twenty twenty and so you know I'm sitting on enough for twenty twenty one as it looks right now. So I've got plenty of points so I don't I don't feel like I need to be going out of my way to earn more because my burn rate is not the same. It's like it's like oil. I'm gonna have to pay people to take my <laughs> points. Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it?
3: Uh I wish I had a swimming pool so I could fill it with crude that, it seems like that would be hard to get out though like know? get paid get paid just to fill up stuff like if you had drums and stuff just be like bring it over here drop it off i'll sit on it for a couple of years make a ton of money and you pay me to take it that's crazy the world's uh,
1: certainly a crazy
3: place right now isn't it i do love paying like 1999 uh Rates at the pump, though that's pretty cool. I'm waiting for it to get down to under a dollar again, like it was when I first started driving. I haven't had to get gas in six weeks, so I don't even know what the price. I actually <laughs> looked the
1: other day because somebody was bragging uh, how low the price was, and then I probably me and... yeah, and the pr- our price in Nevada is generally we're pretty high compared to everywhere else in the country we're a little bit lower than California but uh, partly because we have high taxes and partly because our we get the oil refined from them and they have higher standards or whatever but it's never cheaper but yeah it's it's crazy how cheap gas is and all that so yeah we're saving money saving points and then man when we can get out there are we all going to get out there again that's going to be fun so let's play some games guys let's inspire
3: people make them well, hungry that was exciting let's play some games yeah <laughs> no let's make
1: them hungry cuz you know i love to talk about food <laughs> Uh, How about you start, Mark? Where, because we know that your food, your food, uh, are you (laughs) you trying to make fun of me right now? No, I'm not. I'm trying to, I was trying to find a, actually I wasn't, I was trying to find a word where I was going to say that we know that your tastes are very, you know, fine, fine fine-tuned. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So you don't Uh, like like too much different kinds of food. So what is the, uh, best, most memorable dining experience you've had while traveling?
3: Well, uh, besides cafe, you mean? (laughs) Yes. Besides soy sauce on rice. Yeah, so the most memorable it wasn't really about the food, but uh a really cool experience I had was I, I got a offer from the Harris in New Orleans a few years ago and they gave me a like two hundred and fifty dollar dining, you know, cert that I had to use in one one go. Like you couldn't it wasn't like points on a card or something that you could break up. So you had to do one meal. And it was just me and my buddy and, and back at the time, like instead of getting diamond lounge access, you could also in New Orleans, it was the only Caesars uh, property that does this or that did this. Um, you could get four drinks instead of getting Diamond Lounge access. And those drinks could be up to $15. So if you had that on top of the 250 we had $310 to spend for two people at the steakhouse, which is like more than you could ever spend <laughs> normally. So because it's not like it's a, you know, a $100 steak type of place. It's like a $40, $30, $40 steak place. Um so we're sitting there with the two of us and we're, you know, we're like, "Hey, what's the most expensive $15 drink we can or like what's the best $15 drink we can get?" And he had uh Blanton, so we did uh he made some drinks with those and I was like looking at the beer list and there was uh, you know, like bottled beer with like a champagne cork that you pop that was like 20 bucks a bottle. I'm like, "Bring us three of those." And You know, people sitting next to us were like, hey, do you guys want any drinks or anything to eat? And like a guy sat next to us and from Chicago and we bought him dinner and a a drink and his buddy came over and some other people we got drinks. And at the end of the the whole meal, we had a great time. Like we were there for like two hours just, you know, talking to the bartenders and everybody sitting around us. And uh, at the end of the night, the bill was $2. So the the guy from Chicago was like, hey, hey, you guys, I got this. Don't worry. And he pulls out two singles and puts it on the table. What
2: a guy. What a player.
3: So, yeah. So, we we did a massive tip for uh, the bartenders, because it was a cool experience. You know, like, we saw somebody got chicken wings, and they did the, uh, what's the smoker thing that they put over food and, like, blow smoke into it? I forget what it's called. Well, whatever that's called. Somebody will tell me. But, uh we saw them bring it out to a table and they pull it away and all the smoke goes out and it smells good and it looks cool. And I'm like, hey, I want some of those, you know, like that looks cool. He brings it out and he just brings out a plate with just the wings on it. I'm like, no, his his name is Patrick. I'm like, Patrick, you know, I want the smoke and everything, man. What are you doing here? So he's like, don't worry, I'll be right back. He goes back and grabs it and fills it all up and brings it out. And he's like, how's this, sir? <laughs> and pulls it off. So we had a lot of fun with it. The food was, you know, average to above average. That wasn't really the thing. It was just like the whole
2: experience was pretty cool. And and definitely the most memorable meal. How about you, Joe? Completely different circumstances, but similar in the sense that the experience made the meal, not the meal itself. I mean, you know, I've eaten at plenty of nice places, and those meals are memorable in their own in their own way. But the most memorable meal I ever had was um, this was back in 2010, I think it was. We woke up in Taiwan at like 8 a.m., grabbed a flight to Tokyo Narita. From Narita, we took the train to Shibuya and from there we caught a bus to Kawaguchiko which is at the foot of Mount Fuji. 10 p.m we catch the last bus going to Mount Fuji and then we hiked all night until the sun rose and so we hiked all the way up Mount Fuji through so we basically had a 24-hour day Um, and so at 9 a.m or so when we were at the top of Mount Fuji at the top of Mount Fuji like everything is like super expensive and You know, this was back in 2010. I wasn't even doing miles and points yet. So just much more budget conscious at the time. You know, I was 30 then. Oh, geez. So old. But anyway. So so like
3: 15 years ago? (laughs) (sighs) Nice. No.
2: So we, there was three of us and we were starving because we had been up all night, hiking all night, hadn't slept at all. And so we bought one gigantic bowl of ramen for $20. And because we were so cheap, the three of us just huddled. It was freezing. We just huddled around this bowl of ramen at the top of Mount Fuji. And it was the greatest bowl of ramen I've eaten in my entire life because of just the whole entire experience leading up to that. So that's my most memorable meal. You know, every time uh, people ask, that's the first thing I think of, because you can take all the fancy meals and we've had them and we've enjoyed them. But that $20 bowl of ramen, which was, of course, incredibly overpriced since you get ramen for like $3 in Japan. But, you know, that was uh, the most memorable meal that we've had. What about you, Sean? I was thinking about
1: this, and similarly to you, it's not about, I think, the fanciest meal I've had or anything. For me, it was back in 2008. We were kind of on the road for like nine months, and then we had never been to Asia before, and we flew from, from Darwin, Australia, to Singapore. And so Singapore was our very first stop in Asia, and get off the plane, check in the hotel, and then go to a, to a hawker center. And just the overwhelming amount, if anybody's ever been to a hawker center in Singapore, it's just among the most amazing things that you can possibly do when it comes to food, as far as I'm concerned. Just the smells, the the sounds, the just, just the overwhelming nature of, you know, here I am in Asia for the first time. And of course, as, as you probably know, Joe, you know, Singapore, mostly English spoken everywhere. It's a very easy place to go but the food there is just tremendous i don't i'm trying was trying to think of what i had i don't remember exactly what i had i know i had of course satay and then um, you know roti and some other stuff there but just everything was amazing and it really i think set the stage for my love of uh, of that whole region of the world so um, that for me is the most memorable thing the first uh, meal in singapore you've eaten in, you've been to singapore right joe You've been to the Hawker Stalls? I have.
2: We didn't get, we were only there for 12 hours. So uh-huh. unfortunately we didn't make it to the Hawker Stalls. I mean, we were like on a layover. We landed at 8 a.m. and left at 8 p.m. But took uh, that free tour. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the airport still offers it, but the airport used to have a free tour or maybe they still do. That takes you to various sites in Singapore. And then after we got back, we had to go all the way back to the airport on the tour and then went back into the city and ate at a few places. But um, I think we ate at like a gigantic mall because we didn't get to go to the Hawker Stalls, which was too bad. So on our list of places to go back. One like the, day. The food courts in the malls are, are pretty good there too. They're like Well yeah, anywhere in Asia, food courts. Yeah, absolutely. Food courts are you know, that's where it's at in Asia. If you don't know where to eat, go to a food court. Good advice. Alright, and then the other
1: thing is your your would you rather and uh, this this, this came, came from this came uh, from Ryan. From yeah. Ryan, yeah. So uh, would you rather have to go to the same location every time for the rest of your life, but you get a picket so when, every time you're traveling, you got to go to the same place, but you pick it. Or you have a stranger pick everything for you without knowing. So every trip you ever took would be picked by somebody else randomly. Uh, <laughs> what if it was like spin torturous. a
3: wheel where it's like first class economy, basic economy, last row, middle I seat? it really <laughs>
1: depends on who the person is that's picking this for me. Yeah, but you won't me know. Mean, you don't know. Don't know. Yeah. So what it if does. it's
3: just like a random, like, let's say it's like a random computer program that just randomly picks everything like you might get first class sometimes you might get you know middle seat back row sometimes for like a 20 hour flight i'd have to i mean just being a traveler i would
1: have to go with the different thing every time and just kind of kind of do it i mean i think part of like backpacking when i was young was that anyway you just show up somewhere random hotel hope that they uh, don't rip
2: you off and then move (laughs) on (laughs) hope you don't get bed bugs before there was bed bugs well if someone's picking (laughs) it for you you're probably not gonna get ripped off but you know, you're not young anymore, though, Sean. That's, I, yeah. know, I
1: know, I know, I know. It was tough, though. It's tough because I think, yeah. But wouldn't you get bored, Joe? Like, if you went to the same place every time, or you think you could find enough variety within that place? I was, I
2: was thinking about this. Basically, if, if like, was not if I if I was guaranteed coach and like three star coach coach, not basic economy, and like three star accommodations, I'd probably do going anywhere. But I, I feel like at this point, like I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm too bourgeois. Like, I can't... I'm not going to stay in a hostel these days. I'm not going to, yeah. you know...
3: Yeah, that's true. Like, you could get stuck with, like, a one-star, like... <laughs> like, the Sean yeah. story where... <laughs> yeah, I'm not... I'm I could live I'm through bad, that, but if, if it was, like, every time,
1: that would be pretty... That would be... No. Yeah,
3: but, like, like, a roach coach motel with, like, bugs everywhere and you had to sleep yeah. there for yeah. a week that's or just, whatever. I'm not...
2: I'm not You know, you can't always guarantee that you're going to sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So, you know, uh, I think I'd have to choose a location. And so I was thinking, I was thinking what location would I choose? And I think I would probably choose Hong Kong, which is obviously a little biased since I have family there and stuff like that. But I do feel like, you know, Hong Kong or Singapore, any of the big Asian cities probably... You know, could spend a lifetime exploring, going there twice a year, and not really get sick of it. So that that would be that would be my pick.
3: Like if you pick like a New York City, if if the boroughs were included and stuff, you still have like beach access and stuff during the summer and all that. So yeah, it was a tough one. I don't know. Younger me would have said for sure, whatever, send me wherever, I'll figure it out. But the fact that you know that you at some point you're gonna get just the worst possible place ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was tough. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd probably just pick the the same spot i'd yeah. really i think really hard about it at this age especially if we're talking family travel too what if you're throwing family true. in there
2: like, yeah true i'm not trying to i'm not trying to be on this river cruise on the yangtze river with rats sean i'm good <laughs> i mean come on doesn't everybody take
1: their seven-year-olds on a rat infested cruise on the yangtze river come
2: on you heard my seven-year-old she just wants to know when i'm done with this podcast she okay? just she wants doesn't want snacks. to go on a rat cruise she doesn't want to go on a rat cruise with me <laughs> Well, uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think that we're the, not as
2: we're not as adventurous and cool as you, Sean. and, well, yeah, we're, know, not, as, as 20, and we're not as the we're not like twenty twenty
3: five or whatever when he yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: I don't. I one hundred percent do not mean that as a diss. I mean, I think that's one of the coolest things that anyone I've known has ever done. So respect to you. All right. Well, I guess we should just end there then because Joe said something
1: nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'll I feel like it. I'm going to go out on top here. And yeah, when uh,
2: Mark says something nice, that's the last episode of the entire podcast. Yeah, then we, then we just got to stop it. <laughs> stop
1: it all well thanks everybody out there for listening and uh, joe when people uh, aren't listening to this show uh, where can they find you
2: uh you can check me out on tiny letter.com slash as joe flies uh you can check out my miles and points podcast the savorossi observation deck we uh just had amal who writes for travel codex he he's a doctor in a hospital in atlanta right now so we talked a little bit about about covid19 that's coming out soon and uh if you are planning a disney trip whenever disney opens again you can check out disney deciphered what about you mark
3: yeah i did i did say something nice about sean on uh the bougie miles youtube when i was on there last week remember i I picked sean to marry instead of kill so
1: (laughs) yeah but you you (laughs) didn't pick me for the other thing so i'm still
2: (laughs) Uh, where where yeah. can they find you? I mean, you got to work. You got to work on that quarantine body, Sean. Come on. <laughs> hey,
1: you guys haven't seen me. And I go. You don't know how I am. Dude. He just I comes out way. all ripped at the next meetup,
3: <laughs> wearing a we're in a tank top, ready for the gun show, baby? Yeah. Um, I will be. Uh, I think every Friday we're going to be releasing me and Bethany on her YouTube channel. Bougie Miles on YouTube, uh, like a Friday happy hour thing, just some fun stuff to get people through the quarantine. So check that out. Uh, otherwise, you can email me at, at com. comment on any of the articles on the website, and I'll get back to you there or join one of our Facebook groups. I'm in there all the time. Yeah, lots of options. How about you, Sean?
1: Uh, Disneyhacks.com. Look for the new web, the new podcast on uh, Thursday, the same day that this comes out. So if you're listening to this, go check out Disneyhacks.com. And uh, because the Disney Hacks kind of twitter has switched over to uh for the podcast uh my my personal twitter is now sean coomer l-e-s so if you want to follow me on twitter you can do that and then check out miles to memories.com i think i was follower number seven yeah Woo. yeah I, only, <laughs> I have 28 followers right now because i just switched it switched
3: it over but uh yeah i saw you commented on something i was like what is this and you're like i started a new one. Oh, okay but
1: i didn't i actually had it's actually one of my old amex offers ones from way back when so I just repurposed, uh, repurposed it and, uh, and do that. So yeah, follow along and until next time, uh, bye. See ya. Stay safe, everyone.
2: Cause I'm like sneaking out for lunch less, uh, Without my wife knowing. Oh shoot, she can hear this. But um, you know, she just said yes. She can. Anyway, uh, now I'm all. Joe's in off. trouble. <laughs> Joe's in trouble when he gets off the podcast. <laughs> um, She's not so, sleeping,
3: at least though. So you know your children are saying. I know that. I know
2: that. I know that. I know the child is. I know the child is watched over. <laughs> all right. Let me start over. <laughs> probably take going anywhere but
0: where are you when are
2: you done i'm done in 5 minutes uh oh somebody's asleep <laughs> again <laughs> when are that's you old, done
3: i want i want the a snack dad
2: the, the, t- the two year old is not that articulate <laughs> oh
3: man jazz jazz get in here
2: <laughs> COVID. Covid life.
3: Oh, it reminds me of that video of a guy that's like trying to do like a, a news oh, yeah. broadcast yeah, the, the, and like the, the three the kids. Analyst guy, yeah, he was. A that's yeah. my <laughs> life all day. Yeah. And, then, and then, like the maid or the wife or whatever runs in and she's like, his wife. Yeah. She like falls over trying. To get the
2: kids. That's a good thing. But he was talking
1: about like North. It was like, he's a Korean, like an analyst of North South Korea. He's talking he, about like, about like very serious stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yes. yeah, like yes. nuclear weapons. yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> not 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 talking about silly would you rather this is why we yeah go ahead
0: say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off